Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Welcome back to the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host. I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. And sitting alongside me, I've got... Gomer Pyle! Hi. You're not social distancing! Go screw yourself. Are you little maggots? You make me want to vomit! <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, we got... Shots to... fired! Shots fired! We actually, we actually have a, uh, quite a bit of racing to speak about this week. Yes. There's been, uh, God, I think we missed, let's see, let's count them, one, two, three, and then tonight there's number four, which we're going to be watching while in studio. So there's like three or four races we could be catching up on, just national series races, and then we've got local series racing that was happening down south and midwest and and other racing news coming out. I mean, there's still not fans up north, there's still not racing up north, but there's still a lot to talk about, and there's... uh, God, I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm not sitting here wasting time talking about COVID-19 for God knows how many hours on end. It's so annoying. Oh, we will be, though. Uh, yeah. It, well, we, we will be. There, it's very difficult to come up with any news that's not related to any sort of mandates that are related to that, you know, because everything is still social distance and masks and all these other stuff. So it's really everything is still tied into it, so it's not really going to be that fun to talk about. Anyway, um, for la- let's go into uh, what we're going to be talking about this week. So for lap number one, we're going to talk about Ace Speedway in North Carolina because they got the most press uh, over the past week about holding a race. Uh, a lot of negative press from racers and racing outlets. Uh, and then we have the flip side, the positive uh, comments, I should say, because... People aren't. People don't post positive news anymore. They post negative stuff. But we're gonna have a collective rant on that. Uh, lap number two, we're gonna talk about the race that's gonna be down at Myrtle Beach Speedway, I think, for the NASCAR Wheeler Modified Tour, and how a lot of racers are choosing not to go, and the backlash that that's causing. Um, and controversy, if, eh, definitely controversy. I don't know if I'd call it controversy. I just well, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, and lap number three this week. We're going to go into a recap of all those races that we missed, all the National Series races that were, I think we, they finished up at Darlington, and then now they're in Charlotte. They raced last night for the Coke 600, and they're racing tonight, which is a Monday night for as of recording. Uh, they're going to have the Xfinity Series race, and then Tuesday night they're going to have, which is going to be the release day for the podcast, they're going to have the Truck Series event, and then they're going to have another race on Wednesday for the Cup Series. Not sure what the mileage is on that. I didn't look into it. I just know they're racing. Don't really care how long it's going to be. I just care that they're racing. So I don't have a lot else going on. Um, we don't really have like any turtles. sort of... <laughs> we don't we, we don't really have any sort of races on the horizon here. Because you are a disgusting fat body! Well, that was mean. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it, it kind of sucks because this is like the one time I've ever seen where nobody's racing and nobody has anything else going on. And it really sucks. I mean, 
I'm sitting here watching other people down south racing, and yeah, they might not have fans in the stands. Some of them might have fans in the stands, but you live up north, you just got to get used to the fact that you know you're, everything's going to suck for a longer amount of time. So <laughs> I guess that's just how it is. Yep. Welcome to the center of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want it to be the center of the universe. Well, but, so we think. You know, oh, I saw that uh, Kyle Larson won. We might as well touch on it now. He was in his uh, World of Outlaws event, I think, at uh, I-55 Speedway. I think he set the track record at a third-mile track for, I think it was 9.995 seconds, which is hauling ass. I mean, yeah, he never lifted. That's crazy. Crazy fast, it's, and he ended up winning the event too. So go yeah, figure. I think he pocketed like twenty grand to win that race. Yeah. It's not NASCAR money, but you know what? That goes straight in his pocket. Yeah. I know I mentioned Kyle Larson, but there is no racial bigotry here. That's okay. So That's it. <laughs> anyway, um, enough small talk. There's not really any business to get through because there's nothing really going on. So why don't we move into lap number one? So for lap number one this week. Now, we come here not as conquerors, but as liberators. That's right. No, not really. Uh, we, You know what? We're having a collective rant, I think, this week. And it's going to be based around all the controversy and news following Ace Speedway down in North Carolina. Because Ace Speedway in North Carolina held an event this weekend which allowed fans to attend, which is not in alignment with government mandates for gatherings, apparently. They faced the exact reaction that every single topic pertaining to this COVID-19 situation has ever garnered. There's two arguments in my mind for everything relating to the situation we're in. You've got the Crusaders, people driven by their own self-importance, believing they have the moral authority to try and guilt people into believing that any pushback against government mandates is an attempt to kill innocent people. And then you have the opposition, the group of people who push back against government mandates, who know that this type of government response to any kind of outbreak is unprecedented and feel that it's an obvious overreach of authority. Now, imagine being a racer or someone who covers racing for the media and being so full of yourself that you think you can talk down to a track owner or other racers or fans for defying a government mandate for holding an event. Before trying to use your moral authority to shame these people, consider the following. Do you own this property? Do you pay their bills? Do you upkeep their facility? Do you know their financial situation? Did you even consider the idea that they're opening not to thumb their nose at the government as a way of committing a defiant act, but to keep their track open? I don't mean to be an asshole, but what kind of idiot doesn't understand that an idle business makes no money? Well, it's not just that. In any of the any of the articles that have been read, no one has touched on anything that you just said right now. None of them. Not one article has mentioned the financial s- situation. Impossible. Okay. I am never going to financially recover from this. Yeah, none of them are going to financially recover because it's not for attention. It's not out of defiance. It's not for attention. It's to save... Here, since when does it take a defiant act to save one's own livelihood? Consider that. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody considered that? Yeah, no one has said anything about what what their financial situation is or anything. You know, taxes are still going to have to be paid, okay? These buildings are not going to be going up, you know, for... uh, 
confused children that don't know where to go to the bathroom and have to have a safe space in order to make their macaroni pictures, okay? That's all government funding. Those places are obviously essential. So, therefore, you still have to do the business. They expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. Yes. Somebody's going to be in the wreckage. It's going to be it's going to be the racetrack. We we have we're not like, you know, Denmark or Finland or England or Germany where it's a very small centralized homogenized area, okay? Some places are not as dense as others. Like, yeah, it's yeah, look how the low rate is in South Dakota. Well, yeah, there's nobody in South Dakota. But then yeah, no one is considered any of that. No, we have to use hard language and soft language. Hard words like defiant and attention grabber or attention whores phrases what things of that nature and and defiance hard words not soft words we have to use the hard words because that's what ultimately gets clicks and makes things a little bit more about the the writer's opinion than what it is about what's actually going on okay i'm all for gonzo journalism but at one point you actually have to stick up for the racers for just once in your life you really do i'm asking the fucking questions here private do you understand and as far as as far as and everybody should be taking precaution everybody should that's person the best that's part of personal responsibility yeah you need to take all precaution as much as possible i do not want to die in a fema camp in some godforsaken parking lot like walmart or something Hooked up to an inner ventilator or something. It's just too bad so they never used any that. of those places. What's that? So it's just too bad they never used any of those places. No, I know, but I'm just thinking <laughs> about the future, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with, I definitely agree with being safe, especially when it's going to be expensive and there's only a limited amount of hospital beds. But You're at some not point. You're human fucking being. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, these racetracks are going to have to do what's best for the community. And these and their taxes and everything else goes to the community. Who you, yeah. If you have, if you're worried that they're not worried about what the community leaders think, well, how about how are race racetracks have to be part of the community, or else they ain't gonna survive. I mean, from the start, I never understood why people even think it's okay for the government to tell people that their only source of income isn't necessary, and they weren't even allowed to open. I mean, I don't even understand why they weren't allowing people to go for walks alone on a beach or in state parks where they're obviously far apart from people. But these crusaders honestly think that these people, like these small business owners, including track owners, because they're small business owners, have some giant nest egg saved up that they can have. They can take having like their livelihood shut down completely and just pay their bills, not only on their home, but their business as well for months on end, maybe even a year. That's not possible. I mean, you honestly expect these people to be able to have the money saved up to pay two tax bills, two sets of utilities, two types of upkeep, like the track and home, and then be able to feed themselves for what could be a year? Who knows how long it could be? Yeah. Like, ask yourself if you can do that. Like, it's not possible. You can only have so much of a rainy day fund. Right, and especially okay. if you own your own business. You can't, you can't expect these people to survive. Yeah, the government's going to get their money. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, whether you sell your business and, and live in poverty afterwards or not. Yeah, guess what? If you don't have racetracks open, there ain't going to be any racing, period. <laughs> like how, the, how the hell do they expect to make money? They think to, uh, these are the types of people. A farmer's market? No, these Give are the, me a break. Yeah, these are the types of people that think that the government can just make money happen. 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh, well, just, they'll just give us a stimulus and they'll just make money happen. They'll just give us money. Right. Things yeah. are free. Don't worry. That's right. The government know. hoards all the money from the billionaires. They'll just take it from them. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. that doesn't happen that way. Yeah. I'm all work. for safety, but at some point, I'm all for safety. You, you really do. But you can't, you, there's got to be a way to figure it out how to be both safe and have people have their livelihoods back. Has to be a way. I mean, we honestly haven't stopped anything by having grocery stores and hardware stores open this whole time because have you even been in your local stores and seen how many people are in there? The Literally, the entire community is in these places commingling. And I, I just want people to shut up about the idea that it's just barbershops and hairdressers that are shut down. Like, what about, like, these racetracks? These are big-dollar businesses. Antiques dealers, clothing boutiques, jewelers, sporting goods stores, theaters, other perfectly normal businesses. I mean, are you going to walk up to them and tell them, well, maybe you should have just picked a different type of business to go into? It's like, no, you're just going to sit behind a computer screen and tell people that they're innocently, they're killing innocent people by not being safe and shut down. Yeah. If anybody thinks that there's no COVID cases in Walmart, they're badly mistaken. There's uh, yeah. plenty of them at Walmart. There's plenty of them in the grocery stores right now, too which is not cool either, and I definitely don't even want to go inside of a Walmart or a grocery store if I don't have to because I know those poor bastards that didn't even get a pay raise for hazard pay. I know of at least there's going to it's over 10 now at, at Lisbon Walmart, and that's Pilias, Lisbon, Connecticut. There's over 10 cases. There's got to be at least 15 by now, and it's, it's spreading. But, yep, they're still open. They're fine. Any, any other small business? You are shut down for two weeks. Yep, you're shit out of luck, pal. Yep, daycares, coffee shops, auto repair. You get, you are shut down, and that's it. What a short-sighted opinion to claim to care about innocent lives while the whole time advocating for the destruction of the lives of the innocent business owners who have never seen this type of reaction coming. Well, there's a lot of dumb rules with it. I agree with some of them, um, like the beach rules and stuff. Because that's how it spread in the first place was, you know, spring breakers were a bunch of freaking assholes. But You don't scare me! But uh, we're just winging it at this point. And, uh... I mean, the short track owner is obviously no exception to these rules. They're all struggling bad right now. They're, there are going to be numerous tracks that shut down for good because of this. You know, and what good is it going to do? It's going to destroy a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are employed. A lot of people own these facilities. A lot of people frequent these facilities. It's going to hurt towns. It's going to hurt all the business owners. It's going to hurt everybody. So it's like they're going to be numerous. Uh, let's see. There's um, You can't put blocks off of the grandstands to make people stay away from each other. You, know? you don't have security saying, okay, you know. Uh, or how about you just say, well, you're responsible for yourself, you know, if you're uncomfortable, don't go. If you're uncomfortable, wear a mask. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, the mask protects both ways. Right. So go ahead. Like, what's the problem here? Will these crusaders among us be sad to see them go or simply pass it off by saying, well, I guess that's the way it is? It's like, y'all act like you want to save, you know, oh. lives by trying to guilt people into, you know, the the shutdown and stuff. Oh, it is what it is. But then you scoff at people who take a stand and open their business to try to save themselves. Like, these are people out there fighting for their livelihoods, not making a stand against the government. The only stand they're making is they're trying to to be able to afford to live. Attention is not going to pay the bills. No. Getting attention doesn't pay the bills. That's not what it's about. 
It's not about that. I mean, in what way? Congratulations. In what way are you saving innocent lives by destroying innocent lives? You're destroying lives by, you know, taking people's livelihoods away. You know, these people worked long and hard to make these facilities what they are and to keep their own livelihood intact. Like, why is it? Why do they have to do this? This is just stupid to me. It makes no sense. The logic is flawed. It's all ridiculous. But anyway, Ace uh, Ace no. Speedway definitely had. Um, Our country is in serious trouble. That's all I know. Yeah, I mean, Ace Speedway definitely had full grandstands. I know they got in trouble with media outlets who are, you know, nothing to me, honestly. I don't care. Oh, well, they didn't have any face masks on. One in ten people had face I don't care. Yeah, you think, T- I you don't think give a TMZ shit. is going to po- post a positive story on auto racing? No, they're gutter news rag anyway. They've been a gutter rag. They're always going to be a gutter rag, okay? And any of these local sports journalists, quote-unquote, with their highly slanted opinion uh, articles, they all are, are want to make no mistake. They are all wannabe mainstream reporters. And I'll give you the link. 93% of the main street media is left-wing. 93%. So you what think, have we got here? A fucking comedian. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. 93%. If anybody wants the link, I'll give it to them. Made from a left, from a university. Universities are left wing. So they're all going to be either A, they're going to believe their own bullshit, or B, they're going to sell their own uh, morals and any of their thoughts and opinions for the, for the common good, as in the... To try to make to try to appease the left wing media, that's what it's really going to be about. People are just afraid to have their own opinions because they're scared of of what backlash other... from the bully. Yeah, but exactly. Backlash from the bully, other people's opinions, and other. It's it's sad. It's why ridiculous. do you think I don't work in the media? I can't work in the media. I'm not kosher enough for that. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> No I bet kidding. they regret that. It's where am I going to find the seven percent? Who Fox News? Fox News is seven percent. Great. I, don't, I doubt they're I don't even know. they're even that much. I doubt that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not listening to this bullshit anymore. Like I'm not listening to this this nonsense. It's like, oh, but it's a bad look. No, it's not a bad look. The bad look is the fact that these people have to even fight to keep their damn business alive. That's a bad look. One of the great sleazebags of our time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Any of these, any of these uh, professional mental prostitutes is what they are. Prostitutes. You gotta be shitting me. Prostitutes. That's what they are, and that's what they're gonna be. Yeah, I'm just overhearing about it. Intellectual you know, prostitute. I'm just. I'm not overhearing about like COVID. I know it's the biggest news story. I I am kind of over it, but I'm overhearing about what people think about it and what they feel is right, and I'm sick of it. People have lived for eons and eons, and we've never shut down a country for a, for an illness before. We've never done anything like this before. I mean, be a conspiracy theorist all you want, but there's got to be some obvious reasons for it. I mean, like I said, why now? Why right now do we have to do this? Why now do we have to shut everything down? What's the reasoning? You know, that's my biggest question. Right. Well, we, I mean, if there was a good way to shut it down while you figure it out, well, 
okay, I, I'll buy that for a couple of weeks, but you can't. You better have a freaking game plan. That's what we vote you all in for office for. So get going. I'll right. go racing. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. I just, I'm, I'm really tired of hearing memes like, if masks work, why is everything shut down? And why is everything shut down if masks work or something like that? I don't even know. I'm not yeah, even quoting it properly, but now we get it. You know, the, no one has ever said that the mask is 100 percent effective, and no one has ever said that being six feet away is 100 percent effective. But you need to take the advantages the best you can. And other than that, you're going to have to go with it. I, mean, I, I really would definitely rather rather not be in a hospital, so I ain't going to go. I'm not going to give it to my sick mother who is who has a compromised immune system right now, really compromised. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that's, I said, but that's personal responsibility, and I've been preaching that since the start. And I figure I've also predicted from the start that this thing would go away once all the, the saucy details start coming out about corruption and stuff, like what we're hearing in New York and COVID patients being put into nursing homes. It's like, well, gee, how'd it get there? I <laughs> mean... You get that swept under the rug pretty quick. So it's like once all the really sordid details start coming out, I think we're going to see less and less of it. But we'll see. Well, I hope so. I mean, I've already I already know four people that have got it and died from my other jobs, from a couple of my other jobs. They got it. They're in a nursing home, and they ended up getting killed because of it. So the point is, is that I don't. I really don't know what the point is. <laughs> what is the point of it all? I don't well. Know. Again, I don't really know. And they keep clamoring for vaccines. and oh, But like I said, you're going to do more harm than good in the long run. There's not going to be a country left if you just keep everything shut down. The economy will collapse. Every small business will collapse. You know, Everybody's immune system will be compromised because they're not coming into contact with anything. And they're like over, over-utilizing well, yeah. um, anti uh, antibacterial stuff and disinfectants, so they're just going to completely destroy themselves. So it's like you're probably making more harm than yeah. good here. You yeah. should have just left it alone. Um, yeah, I mean, all I know is is that we ain't going to have racing left if because the taxes are going to be paid, or else they will put a gun to your head and make you pay them. Yep. All right. Why don't we move on to lap number two? Fucking time, sweetheart. Oh, uh, yeah. So for lap number two this week, we're going to be talking about the new race that was rescheduled or scheduled to make up for uh, the Whaler Modified Tour opener that they rescheduled at the now, well, on the chopping block, Myrtle Beach Speedway. Um, and the fact that I've seen a few teams from the NASCAR Whaler Modified Tour decide that they aren't going to go. Um, there's a lot of different reasons for it, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Oh well, if you are in race, if you're in local racing like what we do, or even like local touring racing like the tour, oh well, you don't get in it to make money; you get in it for the love of the sport." Bullshit, people. Let me tell you, there's a lot of reasons why these guys aren't going down to Myrtle Beach. I've seen guys like Kevin Stewart say they're not going to go down, and Dave Sapienza said he's not going. But I see a lot of guys coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we're not going down. And that's all you see on the headlines for the reports that these guys aren't going to be racing. But then, once you click on these so-called articles, you figure out that, hey, 
Um, these guys aren't going because they're probably not going to have any fans in the stands, so there's going to be a lot less purse. So for them to drive from up north here and run a Whalen Modified Tour race down in South Carolina, it is South Carolina? I'm really bad at geography. Yes, it is. But then to drive all the way down there and to cover their costs, they're going to lose a ton of money. Like, at what point are you in it for, oh, well, you're in racing not to make money, but to... Uh, but the, for the for the love of it, or for the the thrill of it, or whatever you want, whatever excuse you want to come up with, at what point does it mean taking a huge financial loss, and it could possibly shutter your team? <laughs> you know, like these guys aren't going down to Myrtle Beach because they don't want to, because it's like, oh well, I don't feel safe. They're going, they're not going because they can't afford to. That's the whole deal. They're not skipping it because they're using it as a, a way of being. How much did the purse get cut? Um, I didn't. I didn't really look into how much because they didn't All give I me. All I know a, is it was forty five hundred dollars to win. I don't know what it normally is. I but think it's that not ain't far off be that, anything. but I don't know how much it usually is. But it, it ain't. It ain't gonna forty five hundred bucks. It's a drop in the bucket to run one of those things. One of those things is a. It's it's a like a black hole. You can pump as much money into it as you want, and still, and still. Well, here's the thing: to go to lose. to go to at least South Carolina, it's what uh, with hotel with fuel just for the truck. Not I'm not cost I'm not counting tires or fuel for the race car or upkeep or anything like that, but just for like a hotel room and fuel for your truck to get all the way down there. And these guys have big trucks, too. Oh, a lot of them have big trucks. where they count the axles. And... Yeah, you'll probably pay, you know, 50 to to $100 in tolls. More. So, yeah, probably more than that, actually. <laughs> well, not the way that I go, but whatever. Well, yeah. Um, you're probably talking $2,000 just to get down there and back. And you're going to win, what did you say, 4500 bucks? Yes, it was 4500 to win. So there's half of your your expenses taken off right there. And do you think it only costs two grand to run one race in the mod, in the mod tour? No, it's probably a little more than that. So what we're talking is that these guys are going down there for a lot less than what they normally would get paid locally. And they have a lot higher, like double the expenses for a lot of them. And it's like, well, why aren't they going? Well, you just found out why. They're not going because it's not financially viable for them to go. So what's the, you know, how can you really blame these people? I mean, yeah, what's the, why bother even having a person if you guys think, oh, they'll just race for anything. Not bull crap. That's the theory Thompson has. And, and yeah. that's, that's the theory that... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Yeah, they'll they they won't. Yeah, they'll run for anything. It doesn't matter as long as they get a trophy, they'll be happy. That's a theory of Terry Eames. Oh, if I pay them more, they'll just spend more on their race cars. Those are the literal words that I heard come out of his mouth. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? I admire your honesty. I mean, Bruh. that's that's it's it's really it's a bad theory. The reason I raced at Thompson instead of anywhere else with my sportsmen was because they paid the best. Yeah, in number one. They used to. They used yeah, to pay the best. They used to pay the best. It was much more economically viable for me to run my race car there than it was to be at the bowl. 
I mean, it was else? it was like two hundred bucks to win at the bowl or two fifty. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred bucks at Stafford, or it was five hundred dollars at Thompson. I mean, there is a little bit of it because Seacart doesn't even pay their. Uh, what is it? The Saturday, what do they have those? The Friday said, night races they don't pay. Yeah, they I don't, don't think. I don't think they pay for anything like, for any like of the them. X car, Super X car equivalent. They're, they they don't pay anything for them. I don't know how they get cars there. I don't know either. That's, but that's shameful. I shouldn't be going up there. I mean, at least Waterford. At least Waterford paid their sem, uh, their divisions that were very it's similar. Something. You know, they paid only the top ten, and they paid them like pennies. But it was at least. Something. I mean, those cars don't cost a lot to run or a lot to run. Well, they used to not cost a lot to run. I don't know now because these guys are just—they pay way too much money to do this. But again, it's all in economics. Why would you go race somewhere if you know you you're gonna take a huge hit? I mean, purse does matter. People don't understand who don't own race cars. Purse matters. That's why people were so up in arms over the Thompson deal. But the watch. You know, like I said, we don't we don't really want to go back to Thompson now because of what they've done. And that's all based on purse and respect. I mean, when you don't pay your racers, that's no respect. I don't care about economics. You know, you should be going and hunting sponsors for your track and, and business partners and stuff. You shouldn't lay it on our backs. But for them to think that a mod tour guy will go down south and race for pennies on the dollar compared to what they could get locally, that's just silly. I was watching a race in the Midwest literally last night. And, well, last night and two nights ago, they had a two day show, and it was 10 grand for the winner. And it was one of those late mile type cars, but not really super late mile. But it was 10 grand to win on one night. Was it like a crate model or was it a. a it, was a regular, it was a dirt late model, it was but it a wasn't. It was a dirt late model, but it wasn't like those Scott Blomquist, like. It wasn't like a super kind of dirt things. late model. Yeah, it wasn't a super dirt late model. It was still a late model show. So it was like a built motor car, but it was like a. Yeah. Pro, like a pro dirt late model or yeah, something. Yeah, I was watching I one know. of those. Yeah, they had, they had 10 grand to win, and yeah, they had people in the stands too, and all kinds of other things, but they'll get it. Yeah, which is fantastic for them. Racing I mean, is racing is flourishing everywhere that is not NASCAR. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, if it says NASCAR, that's the best way for your track to sink in the toilet. I agree. I'm sorry. The but only they thing get that TV coverage, they go broadband, they get live streaming everywhere else. NASCAR, you got a bunch of nothing. If it wasn't for dickheads like you, there wouldn't be any favor in this world, would there? You can't if you have a NASCAR banner. On your racetrack, you can't stream. You can't do anything to help gain exposure for anything. You have to be lucky to see if maybe uh, throw a big event, a real, real big event, and have NBC Sports uh, come down and, and, and bless you with their, their yeah, with their yeah. presence. Okay, <laughs> but you know what you get? You get nothing. You're out on your own. That's what you get. Yeah, nothing. I mean, if you if you hang one of these sanctioning bodies that's not a dirt track on your track, I mean... Who's a slimy little communist shit-twinkle-toed cocksucker down here who just signed his own death warrant? Watch your profanity. My fault. <laughs> you will sign your own death warrant because NASCAR, all they bring is... They bring insurance, um, a, a mediocre point fund, some more trophies, and they take all your media. Oh, and the presti- quote, prestige of being a NASCAR track for the cost of fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. But whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, is it really worth it? Like I said, I think we kind of made our point on the fact that you can't... Like, racers won't race for damn peanuts. It's just stupid. What was that noise? Oh, I got a notification. Oh, fair. Oh, let's see. Oh. Oh, God, I don't even want to tell you that one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. I have crippling depression. After talking about all this stuff and just realizing what kind of blowhards we are and we got all the answers and well, it's no not, one seems to listen. So I mean, it's... See ya. I wouldn't say we have the answers, but at least we give some insight. Right know, or the, wrong, we'll have the answers. I don't care. You gotta be shitting me. All right, so there's a lot of races to recap, so why don't we go on into uh, lap number three? All right, so for lab number three this week, we are going to touch on all these races that have been happening. We are in the thick of it now with with racing coming back, and they've got a real busy schedule ahead of them and a lot of of, uh, races in a short amount of time. I think it's, what, seven races in 11 days across the top three series. Uh, Watching a lot of night races. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Oh, um, I mean... We've been we've been racing a long time and we've been around racing a long time, but we I don't think we've ever seen this amount of racing in a, such a short amount of time on the national series. I was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell is that for? I don't really know. I just edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to part, like to add in like darkness and the night races. I'm like I need to use this board. <laughs> These nuts. that's what i think well i offered jesse to sit at the board i should have sat at the board but but he's like he's like i got my phone i want to sit and play with my phone go on then do your work right so anyway there were a lot of races just to suffer what (laughs) anyway there are a lot of races going on this past week uh, let's see. We left you off. We did uh, ours on Monday, so we we got the Darlington Sunday race out of the way. So then our release day was going to be Tuesday, but that race got rained out. Okay, so there's the cup race on Wednesday at Darlington, then the rained out Xfinity race on Thursday, which was going to be Tuesday, and then there was the Coke 600. So, yeah, we missed three races in the span of a week. It's like, holy yeah, crap. It's kind, of, it's kind of a pretty sweet way to run it, you know? I like it, man. I'm like, ooh. Less practice good. is better, in my opinion. I it's know. been it's been fine. You know, it a little bit, a little bit of uh, instead of fine tuning every little little turn here and turn there, it gives a little bit of the unknown about it. I mean, it, Kyle Busch's car looks like a that looks like a penis on the hood. That's it really kind of does. I don't know what car. the hell to think about. Looks that, like a but... yellow throbbing veiny triumphant bastard. So. Let's see. We left off on Wednesday, I think, right? Yeah. So that was the 500K, which people complain about because everybody complains about everything. Why are they listed as kilometers, not miles? It's like because 500 is a fucking round number. Shut up. Oh, we'll put it as the, the Darlington 312. Is that <laughs> what it is, 312? I don't know what the fuck That doesn't is. have a good ring to it. No, it doesn't. 500K is what they used for ARCA races back in the day. So why wouldn't they just use it now? I mean, it's just stupid. Anyway, so... That race, I think, what they got delayed by by rain a little bit uh, at the start, right? And then I don't remember much of that race. I remember Denny Hamlin kicking everyone's ass. Um, 
Well, that was the one where... Uh, oh, no, Clint Boyer. Didn't he do really good? Yeah, he did well. And he won like the first two stages, and then it really fell apart for him at the end. Well, wasn't that the one in Darlington where Chase got walled by a cub? Oh, yes, that was that one. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, he missed by a, a country mile. Yeah, he, he, he turned at his right rear or his left rear tire and not to, you know, try to get in behind his bumper and he made a quote mistake. Yeah, okay. I How many laps that. to go was that mistake? Uh it was like twenty two, I think. It was at least twenty two to go, but they'd already made their last stop. So Chase was like carving through the yeah. field. Yeah, well, I mean Oh yeah, that's right. That was the bird moment. Yeah. Where he gave him the bird. I mean, and that was a statue. He looked like a statue. Just a big a big flagrant bird just I mean, standing and just followed them the whole way around the track. It was kind of funny, actually. I gave him, I gave him a seven out of ten on that. Oh, I don't know, man. I think it's no, no. You got to go double birds. Oh, double birds. That Single was bird was not dramatic enough. You got to go double birds. Double birds means you really mean it. Single bird means um, I'm I'm on the fence here, but I want to look mean. I want to look. I want to look angry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think it takes a lot, a lot to get Chase angry. It's kind of like a Mark Martin kind of guy. You know? Yeah, but yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. And right after that incident came the rain came, and that was when Denny was awarded the win because they lost the track, and he had he had that ridiculous mask on that had his face on it, which was really creepy as fuck, but. It was great though. It was pretty that. fun. It was, you know, he what? stole my idea. I wanted to make a mask like that. It was Just really a funny. Face of my own face on there. It was funny, it but was good. I mean, definitely was creepy. I His hope happy he does, face is creepy. It, it's one of those jokes where it's like it's funny the first time, but the second time you do it, it's not as funny. It's like okay, yeah, we got the joke the last time, <laughs> right? Well, it, it, it would be funny the second time if it had a different expression on his face. Yeah, he should change it up. He should maybe go like ooh. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, mouth. Oh my. His O face. Yeah. That should be his O face. Ooh. Weird. <laughs> or a big Cheshire Cat Grim. I'd love that. <laughs> like your big old Cheshire Cat. Here's Johnny. Something like that. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, yeah, that's the answer. He's, it, to keep the joke alive, he's got to change it up. Change the expressions. And then if he gets put in the wall, he's like, okay. Where's my angry face? You know? Like the big a giant frown. Yeah, or teeth show his teeth a little bit, you know, and just scowl. I mean <laughs> like I said, it would really keep the you know, it it would keep the look up. Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah, there you go, Mr. Tough Guy. I'm getting better at this. Yes, it needs a little practice, you know. Well, there's I got like a thousand different things to look through and it's like, okay, well I gotta just pick something. It's really not easy. <laughs> I need a dedicated person. Stop on it. it. Get some help. Yeah, I do. I need some help. <laughs> Today, I'm very proud of myself. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I am too. So the next day uh, was the Xfinity race that was rained out from Tuesday. Uh, the big storyline behind it was Chase Briscoe and his wife getting news uh Earlier in the week, one that one of the awesome, most awesome finishes I've seen in a long time. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, Chase and his wife fi- finding out Chase wasn't even there. He had to do it over Facetime because yeah. she was at the doctor's office. Yeah, and they found out that they'd lost the baby, and man, that was just a tough, tough break. I mean, just something really terrible yeah, for terrible those people. News, and, yeah, 
and um yeah, I know that was an underlying story going into it. Um I didn't Chase really kind of his his car kind of came in towards the middle to late part of the runs yeah. or the race, I mean. Um I think Kyle Busch was he was kind of up front most of the day. I think he got a speeding penalty, quote unquote, because they know he's going to absolutely tear their asses, so they give him a speeding penalty so he has to start the back. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't give it to him either. He, oh god, he didn't no. wreck him either. Much to his credit. He didn't. Yeah, time. he 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 raced him real hard. I know he bounced off him and he kind of got I into know, the fence. He, he but... Chase Briscoe was sideways and careening off the wall and just kind of almost kind of like rim riding it. He never took his foot out of it. You can almost see him like through the helmet with the big with his teeth all clenched and everything and just grabbing it on the wheel and you see veins popping out through the fire suit and everything. I mean, you could see really visibly, visibly that Chase. That Chase Briscoe was like excited or overdriving the car because he basically walled the thing on his own coming out of four and it opened the door for Kyle Bush, but he it only opened lifted. it it only opened the bottom for Kyle Bush. And the bottom going into one and two is not really the place to be unless you can oh, I don't want to say it, but pull a slide job. A <laughs> slide job. And and you know, basically wall the guy. Or like put him at least high enough in that you can get by him. But uh, Kyle, he chucked it into turn one, but he still left. I think he left like one lane or seven eighths of a lane on the top at least. And Briscoe didn't lift, and you know they bounced off each other. Briscoe bounced off the wall. I'm sure he's really thankful that they have the composite bodies on the car because if that was a Cup car, it would have cut the tires going into three. Yep. Um, but they had both right side tires flat. Yeah, he got by. And he he pulled them back down the back stretch and managed to get through three and four without completely bending the thing. And Kyle didn't turn him coming out of four. So yeah, sometimes the right guy wins. You know? Yeah, just sometimes. Again, the nobody. Right guy will win. Again, nobody could ever have anything nice in this world because. But you go down to Twitter and stuff, and you see people. Oh well, they they fixed it because they needed a good story because these people had bad times. It's like no, Chase has already won this season. No, how did NASCAR He's, make him drive the car? That's the beauty of NASCAR is you still got to drive the car to go around it. Like, how do people? You know? How do people even think that they fixed the race so that Chase Briscoe could win? He already won a race this year. Yeah. The guy's literally racing for his career. You know, he's he's in a car and he's got an opportunity to show what he's made of with the the what they call the top three from last year all moved up to Cup. So now he can have a spot as one of the top dogs in the series. And make a name for himself. So, yeah, he's got to win races. And he's got to race hard. And so, like I said, he's already won a race this year. He's not a complete idiot. He's not a slouch. He just makes some kind of, you know, young guy mistakes maybe once in a while, like he did coming out of four or coming to the take the white. But he's learning. Well, he probably couldn't feel his legs, you know? Well, I mean, he said he was crying from lap 50 when he took the lead. Or 50 laps to go. Yeah. He said he was crying in the car. I'm like, dude, I can understand. I can understand that's really tough, but, man... You gotta you gotta kind of control that a little bit, but I mean it's it is an extremely yeah, tough. And did. people people deal with situations all differently. Everybody deals with situations differently. Yeah. So I'm sure it was really deep in his mind, but you wouldn't have known by looking at him because he was driving away. So yeah. gutsy, gutsy effort. That was a oh, great race. Super gutsy. Guy gets out of the car. He's got a lot of guts. Kneels down and like 
takes a moment to himself. I mean, he it took him five good minutes to compose himself after he got out of the car, and all the credit to him for giving an interview, and all the credit to Regan Smith for giving him time. He sat back and waited until he said he was good to go. Yep. Like, he, he made the broadcast wait. So, yeah, could he, like, Regan's been there. He's seen a lot of this stuff. So. Hey, look at that. Holy shit. <laughs> Wow, that's Sorry, expensive. Uh, the, at this time in the recording right now, the Zero car took off with the jack st- uh, still under the car. Oh, that's Jeffrey Oh, Jeffrey Earnhardt. Earnhardt. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there's a fall from grace right there, huh? Oh, God, yeah. Did you see that new Slap Shoes video? Oh, I did see the new Slap Shoes video. So yeah, if anybody was... has seen, if anybody has not gone on YouTube and seen Slap Shoes, what's his name actually spelled out as S1... AP shoes or something like that. Yeah, SH zero ES or something. Yeah, it's something some weird phonetic numer- numerical pronunciation. But just look up slap shoes videos. He's got good NASCAR stuff. Uh, but he made a video called "Liars, Thieves, and and something else." Yeah, scoundrels or something. Liars, like Liars, thieves, and sponsors or something like that. Yeah, is it, yeah. The but he's made two videos on that, and the second one featured. The IK9 Jeffrey Earnhardt fiasco from last year or something. And, what an idiot. Oh, God. I don't know what was just going watch on it there. For but yourself. Just yeah, watch it for yourself. Figure it out. I mean, it's it's worth a watch. His yeah. stuff is really good. He's not a complete idiot. Yeah, he, basically, Earnhardt thought he was going to get into the cup because his last name is Earnhardt. Yeah, yeah, you and know. then he became a baby. So whatever. I don't know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. Anyway, we have a race. Uh, we had a race yesterday, which was the Coke 600. I believe it was the first event that they've held qualifying at. Uh, a lot oh, of guys yeah. qualified well up front. I think Kurt Busch took the pole. I think Matt Kenseth was, like, fourth. I think Jimmy Johnson was outside pole. I mean, these guys were up front. Yeah. Um, Matt the, Kenseth was running up front all day long until something happened to him. Yeah, I think he had a tire go down, and he spun the thing, and then he had all sorts of problems. And I think he backed it in the wall, but not too bad, and he kept going. I think he was two laps down or something. Uh a lot of bad, a lot of bad days or bad runs for a couple guys. Uh, I just uh, Jimmy Johnson see. had a good run. Jimmy Johnson was up front all day. Uh, I forget who won the stages because I was kind of in and out. I was doing stuff and I wasn't really watching the whole race. Uh, and then I, I fell was, asleep with yeah. like fifty to go on the yeah, chair. I was dying, you know, the, <laughs> working seven days and stuff. I couldn't stay late. Yeah. yeah, I mean they finished after midnight, so and they had yeah. a they had a rain delay about midway through the race. Jet drivers did a hell of a job though to keep the track. They did a great job. Yeah, they had God, I think they had at least eight air titans or something out in a line. Yeah. And they were all staggered, just dry I think they can I think they like quarter it's a quarter of the time to dry the track now with those things, which is awesome. Yeah, I love it. Those things are cool. That's a great invention. But anyway, um Chase Elliott I mean, what can you say about this guy's last week? I mean, it's been terrible for him. He's leading the Coke 600, running away. Just, I mean, he's up like 1.8, two seconds. He's just maintaining a gap. And statistically speaking, there's never, I don't think there's ever been an overtime finish in the Coke 600. There's never been one. I think they said the last caution in the last like 12 years was like, I think lap 40 or no, 40 to go or something like that. So it's not really a race where, these guys tend to have late cautions. And then William Byron blows a tire in the right rear, coming through turn four and spins the thing out. So his teammate has misfortune, completely screws him. And with two laps to go. So it's like, great. You know f- full well. But as a racer and somebody who watches NASCAR religiously, 
you know these late race restarts, if you're the leader when the caution comes out and it's overtime and there's been a long run with no tire changes, like you've been a 40 laps in, at Charlotte, you know that these guys are screwed. <laughs> you know it. Because if Chase Elliott doesn't pit, every single car behind him will. Or at least half of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe three-quarters of them. But if he does pit then maybe a quarter of those guys on the lead lap will go with him. But everybody else will stay out, and he'll have to start like 12th with two to go. So you know he's screwed either way. Then there's no real way you could know what everybody else is going to do. In hindsight, it's 2020. You could always look back and say, oh, well, I wouldn't have pit. Bullshit, you wouldn't have pit. You don't know that. Everything you do is based on everybody behind you, but what they're going to do is based on what you're going to do because you're first in line. Right, it's not like everybody... Everybody down pit road, they, they all put tires out there and get ready to make it look like they're getting ready, so that you can't tell what they're gonna do. If, yeah, everybody, everybody comes and they put tires on on the wall. Yes. All the tire changers come out. They just grab tires and get up yeah, because it's it, like it's their poker face, right? You that's that's the way it's the gamesmanship. That's what happens. That's right. But I mean, forty lap tires, two laps to go. I think the top eight stayed out after he pit. You know, Chase Elliott pit. He came down pit road. He just rolled the dice, or he he flipped a coin. It's not really there's not really six options there. (laughs) It's a coin flip, but he flipped his coin. It came up tails. He pit, and again, only half the lead lap cars pit with him, and the other half stayed out. So he was stuck. Like I said, if you don't pit, everybody else is gonna, and you're gonna get run over. So it's like. It, you might as well, as the leader, if you're going to have a green-white checker after a long tire run on a track that eats tires, you might as well just say, well, I'm dead. I'm not winning this race. You have to really luck out yeah, to you win see, it. see, that's one of the things where the overtime kind of thing kind of screws you. you know, it works on the short tracks because nobody pits. I mean, I know that NASCAR, you know? I know it's really good for the fans because they can you know, watch a race to the end instead of the race just ending under caution. But yeah, to be honest yeah. with you... I didn't really mind it when races ended under caution. I'm just like, oh, oh well. That's it. I mean, you the saw race, the whole event. The know. race is an advertised distance. It's 600 miles. The race ended at 600 miles. Sorry about your luck. Watch the next race. Yeah, you see, yeah, that was the uh, racing in the purest form. It was. And now it's overregulated, but that's I, they, there. But. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a. Here's the keep thing. Keep up with the tension spans and blah blah blah. But it it is an endurance race. They've always been endurance races. I know that NASCAR is all about trying to keep you know fans in you know in tune with or at least appeased in some form. But they also claim to want to be about like cost savings and stuff. Oh, we got to save costs for the teams. Well, how's a green white checker where your car is intact at the beginning of it? But then your driver gets all fucking amped up and he wants to go kill because he could have a potential shot at winning. Right. Then you got to get of the, Instead of the race, yeah, now you've got a whole set of tires you're going to waste. And then in those two laps, because now all of a sudden you've added on to the race to give guys a chance to race at the end, now he goes and wads the car up. Now you're out a quarter million dollar car because he got excited trying to win. Well, yeah, that's why not? Why didn't the race just end and you get your third place, second place yeah, finish and then be, just move on? The modern era has been about 
<laughs> it's been about getting new fans and, and getting new fans with shorter attention spans, not not uh, the tried and true guys. We'll still be here. Trust me, we ain't going nowhere. We love our racing. Don't get me wrong. I do like a green-white yeah. checker finish. It does make it exciting. I mean, I do for a sprint race, but these have always been endurance races. And They said that this was yeah. the longest race in NASCAR history. It was 607.5 miles or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah, plus you got to count all the caution laps, you know, from the stages. Yeah. That green flag. Well, I don't think it was. No. I think it might be longer than that if you do, if you count the cautions, but whatever. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't report that. I think Bob Pockers re- reported that, but whatever. Okay, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. Okay. 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 No more. <laughs> this was our worst episode ever. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go again. I mean. You're fired from the soundboard. I'm no, I'm fired from the soundboard. We've already figured. We've established the fact that I suck at the soundboard. Uh, <laughs> like I'm really bad. Wipe that stupid-looking grin off your face. Oh, maybe I should stop laughing. Uh, no, I mean it, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I know. Jesse will be at the soundboard next week, trust me, because I am really not good at multitasking. I'm just good at talking. Which I'm, that straight. Which, yeah, I know. Which I'm not even really that good at that either, but whatever. Anyway, you can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all the main podcast platforms. If you want some links to those platforms, you can find them at www.gleasonbrosracing.com. And if we ever decide to race again, you'll probably see some news from our race team there as well. You can find the podcast on Instagram. I've actually been posting some old photos to announce shows, which has been pretty fun. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. It's Brent Gleason01. Uh, I think uh, I'm actually really glad that racing's back. Now at least I got something to do, something to talk about other than COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well. It'll be a topic of discussion for at least some time. At least until the election, because then it'll go away. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Nothing goes away. No, I mean, like I said, just wait until all the details come out and all the all the little scandals come out from it, and then we'll figure it out, and it'll just it'll die after that. Just like everything else. God almighty. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thanks for bearing with me, because I'm really sucky at this soundboard shit so just (laughs) you can tell if I laugh that it's not me doing it (laughs) anyway you think I'm cute do you think I'm funny Uh, no I'm really not funny alright so until next time keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence thank you all for listening Mm-hmm.